0: Welcome to the 150K Podcast, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Have you ever had a dream of being successful, living a life you love? If so, this podcast is for you. From practical applications to tools to help you level up, I am going to open up my network of success so that you can achieve your life by design. So sit back, grab your pen, and get ready to level up. Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today I have with me Wendy Bjork, the queen of MS. Is that correct? Do I
1: have your title right? Well, I switched it to the empress of MS.
0: Empress. Queen, empress. That's cool. Empresses are cooler. <laughs> like Rome like controlled the world. A king and a queen controlled a little space. So even better. Now, I met Wendy at our good friend George Bryant event two Octobers ago. It's only been a year but it seems like I've known you for a very long time but for people that don't know you yet, give us a little bit of your background, your story and how you became the Empress.
1: Yeah and you're right. I think it seems like a lot longer that we you know connected and just share stories and share you know things about life that are in common and what brought me here or what brought me into the world of, I guess, the internet and going live and going online to share my story in podcasts. And I think it's just, I was divinely led because I figured out how to start healing myself and taking those steps. And I just feel like I'm told it's time to share with others because there's more aspects you know, to healing than just one thing. It's not just about one thing ever. But I think as a society and with Western medicine, we're taught to believe that's our only answer. So I'm just here to help as many women as possible, see that they can stand in their power and they can help heal themselves.
0: And I love that. So let's dig into that a little bit. So. When you're talking about healing, you're talking about healing yourself of, like, MS and stuff like that, correct? Just to give viewers uh, context with it. So when you say, like, because, like, I'm very much into homeopathic medicine, doing things differently than the traditional Western medicine ideas. But for people that maybe haven't gotten into that, how do you, like, let's unwrap the concept. How do you heal yourself? Because maybe they're not understanding where how they can even start to do that
1: it's a big step and it takes it can be really overwhelming i know it was for me you know it took me a few years to figure it all out and i was actually probably it was probably six years ago when i thought i just i'm tired of feeling like crud every day i'm tired of being completely exhausted i get up exhausted i feel like napping during the day. And you know, you're working full time. You can't just take a nap at your desk. So I just decided, you know, when my doctor said you better change something, you know, or you're gonna end up in a wheelchair. But I don't think his idea of what to change was probably my same idea because I was just sick of having drugs thrown at me. Mm-hmm. You say you have a problem. And with MS or multiple sclerosis, the covering on your nerves is what gets damaged. So then. When your brain's sending signals throughout your body, there there's miscommunication. So you might want to put your foot forward, but your foot actually doesn't go forward. You trip on it or, you know, turn sideways or who knows what. But every day can be different symptoms. So one day mm-hmm. you might feel great or the morning you might feel great. And then you, by the afternoon, you feel terrible. And being that it affects your whole body because... You know, there's so many different nerve endings in our body, different things fail at different times. Mm -hmm. So my doctor would ask what, you know, I'd see him every six months and he would say, you know, what's going on this time. And you would tell him, no, you're not sleeping or you have bladder problems or, you know, your vision is affected. He would just, you know, open his computer and see what he could just give you for a prescription. And then you take that and you get home and you read the side effects and you're like, crap, I don't wanna have a stroke or I don't wanna have you know, the C word or mm-hmm. any of those side effects that they list. And when I talked to him about it, he's like, well, you're not at risk. You're perfectly healthy otherwise, except for this MS problem that you have. So it's just can be so confusing and overwhelming because mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out what's best for yourself, but you're sent mixed signals. Because, you know, you're supposed to listen to them. They're the medical professional. And I think we just need to be told it's okay to ask questions. You know, you don't have to leave confused. You know, you can keep asking questions. And I know they try to rush us through the appointments. You you get 20 minutes at the most. So I think it's more about standing up for yourself and being your own advocate. And just knowing that you're paying the bill. You can Mm -hmm. ask as many questions as you want.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that 100%. So how did you start to shift? Because you said that you were looking at Western medicine and now you've kind of shifted into more, I'm, gonna, I'm guessing here, like more Eastern philosophy with it or take us through that a little bit because I know you like you asked the question, so what led you to shift from Western to more of what you're doing now?
1: I think, like I said earlier, when I just started digging into why I felt so awful. You know, my kids were little and we went to the library a lot. So I would check out books on inflammation. And then you start reading like chemicals in our system, like in our household cause inflammation. You know, your laundry soap can cause inflammation because there's synthetic chemicals in there. Mm -hmm. And you're laying on that all night and your clothes are on your body all day long. So that's just, you know, soaking into your skin and your body doesn't know what to do with those weird Components and weird ingredients, and I think it's just a snowball effect. And you know, the, besides the laundry, then we've been inundated with bleach the last couple of years. Told to bleach everything, and I'm just always looking for a natural option now mm-hmm. because I know what it does to me. I know just what smelling that stuff does. You know, within minutes, whatever you smell is in your bloodstream. So. Yeah. It's just incredible. And now we've surrounded ourselves with bleach and I just am afraid to see what those side effects are going to be. You know, it's just, I think just being able to read labels, that's huge. Mm -hmm. And that goes for food as well. You know, cutting out sugar and gluten and dairy, you know, you don't have to do it all at once, you know, just start one thing at a time instead of grabbing a soda, have a water, you know. Don't try to do this all at once because you're going to be overwhelmed and not even want to keep going because it won't be worth it.
0: Yeah, no, and, and you you said some really good key points. I think a lot of times we get so caught up in, they tell us to do this or this is just what everyone does. And I know like with me, if I smell bleach, I don't like the smell of it at all. Like, and, and then you mentioned food, which I think is huge. Because like, I am looking at the ingredients and like, it's funny because I was thinking about this. There's certain foods that we make here that are illegal in Europe, but we can put it here, but the same company can't sell it in Europe. Well, if it's not good in Europe, it probably shouldn't be good here. Um, so do you try to do more all natural types of food? Like, I know we go to the butcher and get, like, grass-fed beef and mm-hmm. try to do a lot less processed stuff. Is that kind of the way you go with that?
1: Yeah, and try to avoid you know, the vegetables and fruits that are sprayed, you know, with the fungicides and herbicides and insecticides. You know, it's those sprays are meant to kill and harm neurological systems of the insects. So, what do you think it's doing to ours? Mm-hmm. Now we're eating the food, you know, and it's just laden with all these different sprays, and even the seeds. So the seeds now are integrated with or infused with chemicals like Roundup. So it's in our food, and like you said, it's illegal in Europe. All this stuff's illegal in Europe.
0: Yeah, it's 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 wild to me how we make things convenient, but at what cost, you know, maybe you'll have a bigger apple, but at what cost, like what, what, when are we going to get back to living a life by design, feeling good and not having all these extra things for the sake of money. And believe me, I like to make money. This podcast is called the 150 K podcast for a reason. I like to make money. I'm not against that, (coughs) but I like my health too. I like my value too. You know, it's, it's crazy there. So, you're saying that you started to hear yourself. So you changed, you got rid of gluten, you got rid of dairy, you got rid of things. And are those things that are like more inflammatory type of things that affect you? Is that the reason why you kind of cut them out?
1: Yeah. And I think, I think they are inflammatory for everybody, but it doesn't affect everybody. Like it might affect someone who already has a chronic illness, or maybe it's just a matter of time before something happens. And then you're like, Hey, maybe I should cut that out. So I think it's, you know, and, and then you look at the chemicals in the dairy products here, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, that doesn't help any of it.
0: Yeah. Well, and I I noticed like when we eat good and I'm not like always perfect, like when we're healthy and dialed in and eating like the stuff from the butcher and getting like my wife has a little garden and just different things that we can do to kind of limit the exposure and all, I feel a ton better. And then when I get busy and decide I'm going to go get fast food or do this stuff, and because we all make dumb choices at times. We just do. And then all of a sudden I start feeling that whole lethargic and not good. And it's like the food is such an important thing that I think we take for granted on how it affects us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you do grab fast food, you know, they have gluten-free buns. You can opt for that or just opt for no bun. You know, just ha- ask for your burger. And all the toppings, because it's fresh vegetables, typically, you know, even though it's probably not organic, it's still probably better than having the extra bun and all those chemicals and because gluten is really, when you narrow down where it comes from, it comes from grass, and we're not meant to digest grass.
0: Yeah. No, not at all. Like, I would would not want to go out the and eat grass. That does not sound funny at all. No. <laughs> we get every day in our stuff. It's the craziest thing.
1: Yes. So I think just really taking a look at things you're surrounding yourself with and asking what can you change to feel better.
0: Yeah. Well, because you want to live a long, healthy life and have fun and not be tired and not be lethargic. So with this healing process, we talked about food a little bit. We talked about some chemicals and stuff. Is there anything else that you've done that's helped you improve your health.
1: Yeah. I was experimenting with experimenting with essential oils, which that's a whole nother rabbit hole because in the US there's no regulation on them. Mm -hmm. You go to Europe and they're in the pharmacy. So that says a lot right there. You know, they've been around for thousands of years and a lot of people think they're woo woo here, but it's you know it comes from the plant. Mm -hmm. We know plants have these oils in them to defend themselves or, you know, whatever it's meant for, for the plant. It's, you know, there's so many different ones that are good for our, you know, emotions are dealing with anxiety, dealing with sleep. You know, there's just so many good uses for so many of them. And when I started digging into it, I read that lavender was good for migraines, which I've had since I was 13. So I got a bottle off of one of the vitamin stores and it said it was organic, but it didn't do anything. And then I realized that the way they're processed has a lot to do with how effective they are. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when they're processed using other chemicals or other synthetics, then it's not only not useless, it could harm you you know, further because it's not doing any good. Now it's just more stress on your body or something else that's foreign to deal with. Yep. But I think once you find a brand that works for you, then, I mean, if I show you my desk, it's just like lined up with bottles because Mm -hmm. I just grab them for whatever I'm working on. You know, if I need to focus or concentrate or, you know, motivation. So I think they're super, super helpful.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. My wife um, has gotten some stuff called Bach flowers and she can like mix different things up at times. And then there's other times where like, I know our friend um, Michelle gave us a little oil thing. And it will just calm me down or certain smells will just make me relax. Or if I'm super stressed, I might burn sage because it calms the body. And I, not woo, it's just certain things will help you out. You know, it's like natural. not, I don't understand why we're so quick to run to a pharmaceutical synthetic thing, but things like you mentioned that have been helping us for thousands of years are bad and icky. It's really, I think the pharmaceutical company trying to make money so they're throwing shade for lack of better terms stuff yeah. that is readily available
1: right mm-hmm. yeah instead of grabbing on advil or something else for pain i mean just maybe sit quietly and put some lavender on to relax your head you know it's just we're just so we're just taught to just grab a pill to have a quick fix you know and that's like you said it's ingrained in us
0: i think i see a shift happening at least at least in in our circles and even in like mainstream more now to where before it was only the hippie people that were doing oil and all this different stuff and now like cbd is becoming more prevalent and other different things are starting and i think it's taking time to come back to go back to the natural not that every cbd is natural again like she said check out the product how it's processed how it's set up actually Mm -hmm. can you help us on that how are there certain things people should look for in different products, or like are there certain ways things are processed that are better for you that come to mind?
1: I think really digging into the company, and I know it's hard because anybody can say anything, and it's totally okay in this country, but you know, testing it out for yourself to see how it works. I don't know how many laundry detergents I went through before I found one that actually worked that was natural, because... I mean, you look, you own the grocery store now, and a lot of them say all these different things on the label because they're trying to hop on the green bus. But then you flip it around and look at the label, and you're like, well, that's really not that good for you. Yeah. So, and all there's so many companies that are buying up the little mom and pop companies, you know, like SC Johnson bought up Mrs. Meyer. And I think like Clorox Bleach brought out Tom's and Maine, you know, the, Mm -hmm. these little companies and I'm pretty sure they're not going to withhold their same standards because it costs money. So they're not that they're not here to help us. They're here to make money.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's, that is sad. What else this journey are we missing? So we've talked about food. We've talked about like essential oils and natural things. We talked about chemicals in the house. Are there other things we should be on the lookout for?
1: I think just, if everybody would just start believing in themselves and knowing that your answers are inside you, because that's another big step is you know, really tuning in to yourself and allowing yourself to feel like you can do this, you know, to allow yourself to, those, to take these steps. You know, it takes a it's it has you know, it takes bravery to step outside of the mainstream and to do things differently, and asking for help—I think those are the big things.
0: Yeah. Well, but the thing that I love about you most, you know, and I've seen, and like, I wasn't with you, but like, you were hiking in Montana. I think the first time that you, you hiked up a mountain, and you've done a bunch of stuff that people that aren't dealing with an autoimmune or something can't even do. So that that is accredited to, like you said, finding out what it is that works for you. And, building that life by design I I commend you for that and you just released a book recently did you not
1: I did earlier this year it was a co-author project but it hit number one and it was number one in the MS category for like four weeks I think so that's called fired up and I think that's another thing is you know I've always wanted to write a book I wrote my first one when I was 10 So, ever since then, I've been just, you know, it's kind of in the back of your mind. And you know, you get these ideas and then you don't do anything with them because you think it's, you know, you talk yourself out of it. So, I think that's part of it too, is just allowing yourself to do the things that you want to do and finding a way to do it. And back to the hike, that was not a pretty hike because I lost my luggage. It didn't show up till the next day. So, I had all this gear packed for this hike. I had my, you know, extra grippy hiking shoes. I had a walking stick. I had a hat and gloves and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I was testing out my clothes here before I left to make sure I had the right stuff. And then my luggage is still sitting in Detroit when we're out hiking. So luckily, one of my friends that was there, she loaned me her shoes. She loaned me her hat and gloves. I didn't have a walking stick. And uh, if anybody would have seen me walking, George stayed back and walked with me. That's what Mm -hmm. kind of guy he is. And it was, you know, kind of rough going uphill. It was kind of slippery and muddy. And then going back down, it was just like, if I could have just tucked and rolled, it would have been easier. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you did it. Hikes are no. no joke. And you did that. And it's, I, you know what I love there? Even though the circumstances weren't how you had set it up to be, you still went through and did it. And that's why you win. So that leads me to my next question. So I know you did the book. What's next for you? What 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 are you what is what's next with the the queen or with the empress? With the empress.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So one of the projects I've been working on since August is because of that hike and what I did, you know, with that, you know, information, it led me to having a lifestyle commentary on a syndicated digital network. So every month I submit a couple commentaries, a couple articles, and they're very supportive of promoting my message. I get to talk about whatever I want. So this past week, the one I submitted was, you know, everybody saw Selma Blair on Dancing with the Stars. And I think that was amazing. She did something she wanted to do. She went for it. But now when people hear about other people having MS, they'll say, well, Selma Blair is doing the cartwheel in the splits and doing all these dance moves. Why can't you? And I think it was just, it's going to cause some confusion about, you know, how it affects this, you know, illness affects people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of what I want to do is just keep speaking, keep talking about it. And like being on a podcast with you. I mean, this is an incredible way to get out my message and to share information about what MS is. It affects millions of people, but a lot of people have no idea what it is. So between being on the you know, broadcast networks, I have another book on my heart. And the reason I held back, I kind of laid it out when we're in Montana, but I decided I want to do a workbook. So like in conjunction with the book, so it'll give like daily steps, you know, simple things you can do to help yourself feel better. And I think that's something that really is needed because try to do this all at once. It's impossible.
0: Mm -hmm. But you mentioned something here again that I I want people to catch. You started making changes. You gave yourself grace. You did it slowly. But over time, you got stronger and made it work for you. And I think that's the key to winning in anything in life. I think too many times we get this idea and we run after really hard for a week. And then we give up because we pushed ourselves too hard or we tried to do too much. So give yourself grace, move forward and and do things that work for you. Now we're not done, but I like to put this in the middle. Where can people find you at?
1: So my website is com, and I have uh, like a couple free eBooks on there. And I also have a 30 day blueprint that I like to offer people. So if you just put at the end of .com, just put backslash Y-O-U, that gives you like a preview of what it's like to work with me because I do like mentoring people and helping map out their goals and what they want their life to look like. You know, instead of being defined by your symptoms or your illness, you know, it's, you're a person, you're here for a purpose, and you're meant for great things.
0: So. I love that. I really love that. And I want to ask you, I have a really fun question that sometimes I ask on the show and sometimes I know, but I wanted to ask you this and I know I had you coming on. I, I, I think it's a fun question. So you can go back in time as far as you want. You can go forward in time as far as you want. You get to meet one person, spend a year with them and bring that knowledge, wisdom, insight back here. Where would you go? Who would you meet? And what would you do? Mm,
1: that's a good question. Um, I guess my dad's dad, he passed away when he was like 52 or 53. So I never got to meet him. So I think I would like to meet him and maybe figure out, you know, we talk about these things aren't genetic, but I think they are. And just, you know, getting to maybe some deeper roots of different challenges that not only I face, but maybe other people face in our family.
0: I love that. That's Yeah, I love that a lot. Yeah, that question is always fun to get people and you can kind of see the heart of the people where they're thinking. And it's why I like it. Some people like want to go meet this great person. The other people want to go meet a family member. And it's just always sweet to see the different aspects of that. What other words mm-hmm. of wisdom, thought, ideas have we missed? So we talked about being intentional with living. We talked about looking at labels, making sure your stuff's right. We talked about you know taking time with ourselves to build a life we love. We talked about your awesome book that you wrote and the new one coming out, we talked about, you know, getting your message out, but what else have we missed?
1: Um, I think just, you know, besides this is deep work, you know, when you start doing it, you know, and just not giving up, you know, I've had people that I work with and they'll try, you know, giving up sugar or soda or coffee or, you know, something, And they usually last about a week to 10 days and they're like well i didn't notice any difference so i'm just going back to what i was doing but honestly you have to give yourself a good 90 days to notice any differences because your body has to detox Mm so and just allowing yourself that time because when we're born you know we are pure and you go through this whole life of being surrounded by chemicals and the foods and everything else, and when you're making changes, you have to give yourself three months to make a decision on if it's helping you or not.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. So, like, I went over a year and a half without soda before, and I could tell the differences of when I'm drinking it when I'm not drinking it. And the same thing with anything. I think we, because we're in a quick fix society, we mess it up. We try to make it happen so fast. In reality. You just spent, like, I'm 45 years old, so for the last 45 years, I've had all the different things coming, so if I want something to change, it's not going to change in a week and a half because I decided to be different for a week and a half. You have to give your body the time to do that for sure.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. No, I love
0: that. Um, thank you again for being on the show. I appreciate you. I know we'll be seeing each other again at either events or maybe on stages or wherever you know the world leads you to. People who are listening, share this episode. Wendy's amazing. Go and follow her. Share her message. If you have a podcast, you have a platform, reach out to her. I'll drop her information on the link so that you can do that. And until next time, have an amazing, legendary, awesome day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the 150K Podcast. Remember, your dreams become reality when you take action on them. Feel free to reach out with any questions on Instagram at 150K Podcast. And until next time, keep pushing. You're worth it.